Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. This is a sports ethos presentation. And if you're not already following us, I have two Twitter handles I suggest you get to. One is Ethos Wagering. You can get daily updates or thoughts, comments, and various line movements uh, throughout the day. And free plays when we put them out. And another one is Ethos Fantasy BK, if you're a fantasy basketball fan. Uh, Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball. It is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed out there. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis as well. That's Ethos Fantasy BK. And before I get started, uh, I'm actually going to hit on a prop later in the show. Uh, so I do want to remind you of our partners at Thrive Fantasy. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app. Or you can go to thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, use the code ETHOS. That's E-T-H-O-S. You can get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first $100. And two or four free game tickets. You basically play the uh, player props on the biggest names every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And if you want props information, we give it a little bit on this show, but also we've got a great DFS team at Sports Ethos. So check out our podcast, uh, daily podcast for DFS advice. And if you're a member, um, you can go to sportsethos.com and check out some of our packages, but you can get some great fantasy, uh, probably DFS basketball information there as well. Uh, so again, check out thrivefantasy.com uh, if you're into props and sign up using this code ethos. So just a quick recap of yesterday in the NBA. I had played one game and had a push. Uh, Washington was minus three and they won by three. I think it was three and a half, uh, but I got on the line. I got it at three, luckily, and they won by exactly three. Uh, and the NCAA had a good night, went five and two for plus 2.8 units. So that was my record overall, basically. 
Uh, I had Kennesaw State. They're favored by three and a half. They covered for me. Uh, Buffalo is favored by one and a half at home against Toledo and got blown out, so they did not cover. Oklahoma was a five-point favorite. They covered. Uh, Michigan State was plus four and a half at Michigan. I thought that game was going to be closer than it was. Michigan uh, got up early and won that one fairly easily. Uh, and then VCU at St. Bonaventure, or at home to St. Bonaventure. I have VCU minus four and a half. They covered. And the total under 134, which covered. So I was quite happy with that one. And then Wisconsin uh, was plus three at home against Purdue. And they actually won outright, which was a huge win for them. Now they have locked in a share of the Big Ten title. So impressive win for them, uh, for the Badgers. On to the boards tonight. Uh, We've got, how many games do we have? Let me just pull it up here in the NBA. I think we've got about eight games. Yeah, eight games. Starts off, I'm not really on any games in particular. I'm going to get to a prop in a minute uh, that I do like. First game of the night is Charlotte at Cleveland. The Cavs are three and a half point favorites. 218 and a half is a total. They should have Darius Garland back, but Levert and Rondo are still out. It's a little thin on the point guard position, but getting Garland back definitely helps. So uh, I've got them about a one point favorite, but with Garland back, they should be playing. Um, should be in a better situation. So it's not a bad line. If it comes down under three, I'll definitely be on Cleveland. Uh, the next game is Indiana at Orlando. Indiana's favored by two and a half total. Uh, 232 and I am on I'm not on the game I've got Orlando as a slight favorite so don't really want to touch that uh, Duarte is supposed to be back McConnell and Turner are still out for Indiana and Cole is probable for the magic uh, what I do like is a Tyrese Halliburton over 16 and a half points prop I think he scored over 16 in six of his last seven games he's been playing well since he got to Indiana as their main dog uh, so to speak. So I've got over 16 and a half points at minus 120. There is a 117 point implied total for them right now is the number that I saw. So they're expected to score around 117 points. And I figured the way he's playing, he could certainly t- chip in easily for 16 and a half. Uh, so the one play in the NBA I am on tonight is a Halliburton prop of over 16 and a half points. Next game has the Knicks traveling to Philly uh, for the Joel... Joel Embiid and James Harden show, which should be quite exciting. Uh, Phillies minus 10.5, total 223. If anything, I would look uh, at this total because I think Philly's going to put up a ton of points here. Um, laying 10.5 points is a few too many. I think they get up early and might just be coasting, so who knows if they even play the full game with Embiid and Harden, in which case maybe the Knicks get a backdoor cover. Uh, Miami travels to Milwaukee, which is probably, I think, the best game of the night. The Bucks are 4.5 point favorites, 224.5 is the total. I'm looking at this game. Uh, Lowry was out again for for um, for Miami, and the Bucks play Miami very well. Uh, they are potentially the one kryptonite I see for Miami in the East in the playoffs. So at minus four and a half, I might be on Milwaukee. Uh, if it gets down to four, I'm definitely on on the Bucks, uh, especially with Lowry out. So I'm thinking of pulling the trigger in that one, but going to watch that line closer to game time. Uh, We see Sacramento travel to New Orleans. The Pelicans are six-point favorites, total 233. Sacramento has uh, Rashawn Holmes is out. And for New Orleans, sorry, Holmes is questionable. For New Orleans, Nance is out. Uh, I like New Orleans to win this game. uh, But laying six is a few too many for me. Uh, Sacramento with Sabonis there has had some good games. Um, Not sure they can go into New Orleans and pull out the win. But laying six points, like I said, is a little too many. 
in what is probably the least enticing game of the night is Utah travels to Houston. Utah is a 15 and a half point favorite, total 229. Uh, if anything, I might look at the under. I think Utah gets up early in coasts. Uh, I can't lay 15 and a half points. They're on the road, I know, especially the factor on the road. Uh, they should win easy, but 15 and a half is too many. The second least enticing game of the night is OKC traveling to Denver. Denver's a 14 and a half point favorite. Okay, uh, total, total 226. Thunder have uh, are missing Dort, Giddy, uh, Aaron Wiggins is out. So they were depleted to begin with, and some of their young guys are not going to be playing, so this shouldn't be much of a game. If anything, I would take OKC, again, for that backdoor cover. Um, some of their young guys who are getting court time going hard. Denver gets up early and starts to rest, um, but too big a line to really look at. Now, Portland travels to Phoenix in the last game of the night. The Suns are 11-point favorites. Um, 224.5 is the total. The usual cast for Portland is out. Lillard, Nurkic, uh, Bledsoe, Ingles, and Winslow are out. And for Phoenix, Devin Booker is actually in health and safety protocol. So that's it. That hurts. That dropped that line by about three. I think this line opened about minus 14 for Phoenix. Uh, Chris Paul is obviously out for the season. Cameron Payne is supposed to be back tonight, which should be a bit of a boost. It'll be interesting to see if he takes over the full point guard role. I think he's going to get a good run, uh, especially with Booker out. He's going to have the ball in his hands even more. So um, Phoenix minus 11. Don't think I'm going to be on that. Uh, definitely on the Phoenix side if it were 8 or 9 maybe, but um, that number is a little, a little bit high for me. So again, I'm looking at the Bucks over at uh, minus four and a half over Milwaukee. Uh, I am on the Tyrese Halliburton over 16 and a half points prop. Uh, on to college basketball. We have three tournaments kicking off, uh, conference tournaments, the Big South, the Northeast, and the Ohio Valley. Uh, the Big South already had two games earlier today. And this is basically their play-in round, so to speak, and the quarterfinals fire up next so uh you had earlier today radford was a one and a half point underdog uh uh sorry all these games are in charlotte north carolina so they're all neutral site games but you had radford came in the number eight seed versus um north carolina at&t number nine seed radford is plus one and a half uh north carolina a&t won easy i was actually on radford plus one and a half so i lost that one the next game which is uh since finished number 12 charleston southern came in uh, at number five, UN, UNC Asheville. Sorry about that. Charles, Charleston Southern is number 12. They're playing UNC Asheville number five. And UNC Asheville is 10.5 point favorites. Uh, I was on UNC Asheville 10.5. When I last checked, that game was going to overtime. They were up early. looked like they were going to cover. I think they are up by six or seven with a couple minutes left uh, heading to overtime. So I'm not really sure how that game's going to finish. The next game is 6 o'clock in the East. Number 7, High Point, is a 6-point favorite against number 10, Hampton. If anything, I'd probably lean High Point, but this is a tough one to call. At 8 p.m., you get number 6, Campbell, is a 4.5-point favorite at Presbyterian. I'd be on Campbell here. I think they're the better team. Uh, Presbyterian's kind of been struggling down the stretch. Uh, And number 11 of the 12 teams in the conference, so I would be on Campbell minus 6. In the Northeast Conference, which opens up, uh, again, and this is a bet, basically their quarterfinals. You have number nine, Central Connecticut, is at number one, Bryant. Bryant is a 17-point favorite. Uh, I think Bryant wins this easy, but laying 17 is a little hard. Next game, you have uh, number four, Mount St. Mary's, playing number five, St. Francis of Brooklyn. The Mount is a seven-point favorite. 
not touching this game either. Uh, a little too close for me to call. I like Mount St. Mary's, but laying seven points is a little much. Number number two, Wagner is at St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Nothing like having two St. Francis teams in the same conference. Uh, they are 11-point favorites. Wagner is 11-point favorite. I think they win this, win this easy. But the thing is, in these tournaments, St. Francis is not going to be giving up. No matter what they're down, they're going to be fouling. They're going to try to be, get back into it. And I can see a backdoor cover here as well. So not touching that one. The last of the four games in the Northeast sees the number third, the third-ranked team in the conference, Long Island, uh, minus eight against Sacred Heart. Um, I like Long Island here. I don't like laying eight points. So I'd probably be on Sacred Heart if I had to take a side. The third tournament of the night is the Ohio Valley. And this is basically their quarterfinals as well. Uh, all games played in Evansville, Indiana. At 7.30, you have the number five ten in the conference, number five, Tennessee State, uh, minus four at number eight, SIU Ed- Edwardsville. And I'm actually on Tennessee State here at minus four. These two teams played twice, and I'm actually on the over of 134.5. These two teams played twice this year. Uh, once at Edwardsville and Tennessee State won 75 to 70. So they won by five total 145. Then February 17th, they played at Tennessee State where Tennessee State won 81 65. So they won by 16 total 146. So definitely on the over. And when I look at the offensive rebounding, why I like Tennessee State, when I look at the offensive rebounding, uh, Tennessee State is number 78 in the country versus SAU Edwardsville is number 124. So both very good offensive rebounding teams. Um, both very good offensive rebounding teams. So uh, I think it could have some more second chance points, especially for Tennessee State. Sorry, just to correct those stats. I think I had them the wrong way for you. Uh, SAU Edwardsville is the 78th best offensive rebounding team where Tennessee State is number 124. So both very good teams on the offensive boards, which I think adds uh, to the total, get some more points. Um, but why I am on Tennessee State here is when it comes to three-point shooting, SIU is 341st in the country. So out of 358 D1 schools, so not very strong at all, versus um, Tennessee State, who's number 85. So uh, not great, but definitely top 25 kind of percent of the schools in the country. So I think you have more offense in Tennessee State and um, the ability for both teams to get some offensive rebounds should lead to more second chance points, which should lead us to the over. Uh, the last game in the Ohio Valley is at 10 p.m. in the East. You have number six, Austin P. Um, as two-point underdogs at number seven, Tennessee Tech. Now, both these teams struggle to score. Um, I was looking at Austin P. catching the points, but uh, I'm going to be off this game. When we go to the main board, uh, you've got some very interesting games. Xavier starts at 6.30 in the East. They are at St. John's. St. John's is one and a half point favorites. I've struggled with both teams, handicapping these teams. I think I'd lean on the Johnnies at home, uh, but this should be a good game. When we roll down, I'm going to quickly hit on a few other games. Uh, You get Georgetown traveling to Seton Hall. Seton Hall is minus 13, total 145.5. I think Georgetown is ready for the offseason, and... Hard to lay 13 points, though, with Seton Hall. They're definitely the better team, but I can't be laying uh, 13 points in that. Um, also, George Mason is at Davidson, this A-10 battle. Davidson's a seven-point favorite. 136.5 is the total. And I'm actually on the total over 136.5. I'm looking at Davidson minus seven. Uh, but when you look at these two teams, as far as 
Adjusted efficiency in offense, Davidson's the 14th best in the country. Uh, George Mason, the 93rd. Effective field goal percentage, uh, George George Mason is the 35th best in the country at 53.7. Davidson, the 14th best in the country at 55.7. When we go to three-point field goal, you have Davidson, the 9th best in the country at 38.3%, and George Mason, 63rd best in the country at 36%. But what I find interesting is neither of these teams defend three ball very well. Uh, George Mason, 237th best team defending, and Davidson, 177th best team defending. Um, then when it comes to free throws, the reason I'm looking Davidson minus seven, when it, come to free, when it comes to free throws, uh, Davidson is the 43rd best team in the country. George Mason is 246. So they really struggle uh, with free throws. So I like Davidson to win, probably cover the seven, but I like the total of 137 and a half, uh, which is the one that I am on. When I scroll down, uh, I was on the Georgetown game a minute ago at 145 and a half. I'm considering the over, not on it right now, but certainly looking at that. Um, Middle Tennessee travels to Charlotte. And what I think should be an interesting game, Middle Tennessee is minus two at Charlotte. I'm actually on Middle Tennessee minus two and the over of 139. These teams played on February 13th um, at Middle Tennessee. Tonight's game's at Charlotte. And Middle Tennessee won 78-63. So it won by 15. Total's at 141. The three sources, the analytical sources that I use, all are on the over this as well. Again, the total is 139. Ken Palm has it at 145. Uh, Jeff, uh, sorry, Bart Torvik has 143. And Jeff Sagarin's system has at 140. And here's some interesting stats. As far as effective field goal percentage, um, Middle Tennessee is 115th in the country, 51.5%. But Charlotte is the 294th uh, worst defending team. Um, for effective field goal. The flip side of that, Charlotte's, like I said, 34th best in the country at 53.9. Middle Tennessee is the 100th best, so above average, but not spectacular. When it comes to offensive rebounding, um, Middle Tennessee definitely has an advantage. They're the 89th best team in the country, where Charlotte's the 340th. So I think Middle Tennessee has a chance to get some, much better chance to get some second chance uh, points. When it comes to defensive rebounding, that's kind of flipped on, flipped on its ear. Uh, Middle Tennessee is 225th best in the country. Charlotte's 78th best in the country. And what I find interesting is in three-point shooting, you have Charlotte is the 72nd best team in the country, 35.7%. However, Middle Tennessee is the 76th team defending that. So Charlotte's good at it, but Middle Tennessee defends it well. On the other side of that, Middle Tennessee is the 215th best team. Uh, and three-point shooting. So not all that good at it. They hit 32.9%, but Charlotte is the 314th worst team defending the three ball. So these Conference USA foes, uh, I think are up for a good game. They, Middle Tennessee right now is number two in the conference at 13-3. and three. Charlotte's number eight at 8-8. Eight and eight. and they come in kind of going opposite directions. Middle Tennessee is in a 12-1 run in conference, so they've been very hot lately. And Charlotte is... Uh, has lost four of their last six. So I think two teams kind of go in the opposite direction. Charlotte does get the home um, court advantage, but I like Middle Tennessee just on on the short line of minus two, and I like the total of over 139. Uh, Oklahoma State travels to Iowa State. This should be a very good game too, I think, in the Big 12. Uh, Iowa State's a four-point favorite, total 130.5. I'm not on this game. If I had to be, I would probably lean the Cowboys on the road, Uh, just keeping the game close. I don't know if they win, but I think they could probably keep it within four. Uh, in the Big Ten, Rutgers travels to Indiana. Indiana's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I was looking at taking this game with Indiana because Rutgers is not uh, a very solid team away from the rack. Um, 
but I'm going to, I'm going to pass just have a feeling that, uh, Indiana may be not in a letdown spot, but kind of look past them and, and, uh, can keep this game a little closer than it probably should be. Um, travel down to Texas A&M is at Alabama. Alabama's 10 point favorite. 151 is the total. I like Bama here. I don't like them laying 10. If anything, if I had to pick, I would be on uh, A&M to cover the 10 points, probably lose by five or six. Um, but not all that confident in that game. So definitely like Bama, but not to cover by 10. Uh, as we scroll down the board, you get Connecticut minus four at Creighton. Creighton is obviously always a tough place to win, but uh, Connecticut is obviously the much better team. Total 135. I would, uh, I'm staying away from this game. Uh, I don't like going against Creighton at home, but I don't like going uh, in favor of Creighton, to be honest with you either, so... Uh, Auburn is at Mississippi State. Auburn minus four at Mississippi State. Total 142. If I had to pick, I would actually lean towards Auburn. Auburn has really struggled away. Well, when I say struggle, struggle, struggle to cover spreads away from home. They're a much different team away from home. And I think this is going to be a bit of an Achilles heel in the tournament. They're going to come into the great record, but they play much better uh, at home than on the road. Now, granted, tournaments and neutral, uh, uh, neutral site games in the NCAA tournament but they are much better in front of the home crowd. But I think laying four points at Mississippi State, they should be able to cover this. The last game I am on is LSU at Arkansas tonight. LSU comes in um, catching five and a half points. It totals 142 and a half. And I'm actually on the under. These guys met on January 15th at LSU. Arkansas won 65-58. So they won by seven, but total of 123. These two teams are just really strong defensively. I realize uh, LSU has played a little... Uh, they play much better at home. They're not quite as strong defensively now as they were at the start of the year, and they're scoring a little bit more. But I still like the under here. As far as the defensive adjusted efficiency metric on Ken Palm, Arkansas, LSU, sorry, is the fourth best team in the country. Arkansas is the 14th best. As far as effective field goal percentage, I think this is interesting too. Uh, neither team is great at scoring, below average. So LSU ranks 193rd in effective field goal percentage at 49.8%. But Arkansas is the 60th best team uh, on defense in effective field goal percentage. To flip that over, uh, on offense, Arkansas is the 210th best team at 49.5% uh, in effective field goal percentage. But LSU is the 10th best team defending um, for the effective field goal percentage. When you dig a little deeper on the two-point shots, you've got LSU, the 162nd best team in the country. So a little bit above average. Uh, They're hitting 50.2%. But Arkansas is the 54th best team defending the two ball in the country. On offense, Arkansas 135th best team. So above average and um, two-point field goals. Not great, but definitely above average at 50.9%. But you have LSU as the 71st best team defending the two-point shot. So two good teams, two great defenses, and two kind of average shooting, slightly above average shooting offenses, leads me to uh, the under of 142. In the ACC, you've got Miami traveling to Boston College. Miami finds themselves four-point favorites over Boston College. I would actually, I'm actually leaning Miami. I'm not going to take this game. Total 139 and a half. Uh, I would I'd be on Miami. Boston College has just had a tough year this year, and Miami's been hot and cold, and I think they had the ability to put it together in a Boston College team who's, you know, I think I think kind of packed it in on the season. Um, we see NC State travel to Wake Forest, also in the ACC. Wake Wake is a ten point favorite, one fifty and a half is the total. But I think it might look in this total going over. 
Uh, Wake has slowed down. Um, they're kind of limping into the tournament, which is too bad because I thought they're going to be a bit of a surprise team in the tournament. But right now, they're I think they're just limping their way in. Should get in. Uh, but if they have a bad loss in these last couple games, like it lost like tonight, if they lose to NC State, I think they're on the bubble. Um, but I think they win. I think they win by maybe two possessions, three possessions. Laying 10 is just a few too many for me. Um, as we as we go down to the board to the last game of the night is Wyoming travels to UNLV. Now, Wyoming lost the other day at home. And today they come in as one and a half point underdogs at UNLV. The running Rebels catching or laying a point and a half, a total 139 and a half. I was looking at my Wyoming. They still might take this later tonight. Uh, I like them catching that one and a half point. Although all the metrics I look at actually have it as a pick em or UNLV favorite a little. So maybe there's something I'm missing, which is what I, which is why I'm off it right now. And I have to dig a little deeper, but I definitely like Wyoming there. Uh, On to the ice in the NHL. There's only four games. Nothing that really jumps out and catches my eye. The Sabres are in Toronto. You can get Buffalo at plus 325. You can get the Leafs at minus 425. Uh, now, the Leafs are starting their backup goalie, Mrazek, and I think that could be a recipe for disaster. So there might be some value in 325 for Buffalo. Total six and a half. I never like going over six and a half. That means basically seven goals have to be scored. And that's a lot of goals, but this could be a game that happens. Buffalo is going to give them up. And the way the Leafs are playing on defense... With their backup goalie in that, they're probably going to give up a couple too. Uh, in New York, St. Louis travels to the Rangers. St. Louis is the favorite, actually, at minus 115. The Rangers are minus 105 at home. This is a tough one to call. Um, I probably look to, I think the Rangers, there might be a little bit of value catching just one or laying just 105. Later, we have Dallas travel, or sorry, Los Angeles traveling to Dallas. The Kings are plus 120 on the road. Dallas is minus. 140 at home. Uh, Dallas is always a tough team to beat at home. Total five and a half in this game. Total five and a half in the Blues Rangers game as well. Don't like uh, the numbers in either of those. And then the final game of the night has Nashville traveling to the expansion Seattle Kraken. Nashville's minus 175. You can get the Kraken on the money line at home plus 155. I think there's some value there. I would maybe look at that game. Uh, And a total over five and a half. uh, I would... Pardon me, total of five and a half. The over you can get it at minus 105. There might be some value there too. The Kraken giving up some goals. Nashville definitely the better team. Uh, but Seattle has a few good home wins this year. So nothing again jumping out at me there. Um, but a few interesting games. I think there could be a lot of goal score between Buffalo and Toronto. I don't know if the Leafs are going to get to 10 like they did on Saturday. Uh, but that six and a half total over at minus 115 is something I might consider. And the Kraken at plus 155. Also, the total of five and a half goals may be going over at minus 105, something to look at. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, not sure how many people are going to be watching the Big South, the Northeast, or the Ohio Valley Conferences, but there have been some good games. And there are definitely going to be some pre-NCAA tournament madness in the month of March as these conference tournaments start to heat up. So hopefully you can get some, enjoy some of that. And... Um, Hopefully you enjoy the NBA games tonight and my Halliburton prop hits and some interesting games on the ice. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, Before I go, I want to remind everybody of a couple partners we have here. One is Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code HOOPBALL20, so 2-0, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. Also check out our buddies at mybookie.ag. Use the the code again, HOOPBALL, no 20 though, just HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So hope everybody had a good day. Hope you enjoy some games on TV tonight and we will catch you tomorrow.